Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode that I'm calling Tesla or Toyota, Choosing the Right Car for You. Now, when you think about uh, buying a new car, a lot of people don't think to call their financial advisor to discuss this. Uh, they think it's a personal decision and, and it really shouldn't, don't want to bother them with this type of thing. But ultimately, as you've heard in my podcast, you know, financial planning is about being able to make confident decisions with your money that you won't regret down the road. And if having a discussion with your advisor will help you be more confident and understand the trade-offs between your decisions, it's really a great opportunity to, to reach out and have some discussion or dialogue on this topic. So to start with a little bit of visualization, you're driving down the road and you're in your Toyota Camry, your 2013 Camry or Honda Accord or whatever model that is comfortable for you. Um, and it's got 75 to 100,000 miles on it. It runs fine, gets you to and from. Uh, and you, you haven't really thought a whole lot about a new car because you've got it paid off and you're enjoying the ride for, for now. Um, but coming up on the side of you is a brand new 2020 uh, new Tesla. And your kids in the back seat say, oh, mom, dad, look at that awesome car. We should get one of those. And you continue on your ride having some general conversation and you kind of put it out of, out of mind. Um, but later that night you get home and you start thinking, you know what? We've had this car for a while. Maybe it's time for us to upgrade. You know, things are good at work. Things are good in life. Um, you know, I kind of deserve a, something nice or a new shiny toy. Um, so what do you do next? Now, the reason I consider this a financial, a large financial decision um, and one I hope clients reach out to me to discuss is that uh, the, we talked about the long-term compounding interest uh, on your money, and if you you know have some dollars saved, the longer you let them grow, the more they're going to be worth. So to, to put it in numerical examples, if you were to save five thousand dollars on your next car purchase, and let that five thousand dollars stay invested in your investment account or your four hundred one k, and let that grow until retirement. So you're 30 now when you're buying that car. That money is going to grow for the next 40 years till you're age 70. That $5,000 invested over a 40-year period growing at, um, you know, say 9% a year would be worth over $150,000 in retirement. And it's unlikely that you'll track the actual $5,000 you saved or didn't overspend on this car purchase for the next 40 years and figure out what that value became. But the idea is there's a lot of these little decisions where you might overspend by 500 or 1,000 or you know it's only a couple extra hundred dollars a month I can afford it. But when you look at the long-term impacts of how these uh, you know, aggregated decisions impact your wealth, um, that's really where it's helpful to kind of have a, a, a decision process that makes sure you're, you're making the right decision for you today and, and down the road you won't regret it. Because on average, you know, if you're buy your first car when you're 16 and you keep your license active until you're 80 and you buy a new car every six or seven years, you're probably going to buy a dozen new cars in your lifetime. And that's not factoring in buying for children or for partners or spouses as well. So when you think about the financial impact of making consistent buying decisions over time, 
Um, it can really have an, a long-term uh, wealth impact on you and your family. Now, I don't want you to leave this podcast thinking that the right answer is always to buy the Toyota um, or to buy the cheaper car. Um, in some situations, the Tesla is the right call. Um, but like I said, we want to make sure that we have a clear decision-making process so that you're going to feel confident about your decisions. So that first uh, question I encourage clients to ask or we start the dialogue with is, is it a need or a want? And you've heard me talk about this in past calls. You need uh, something to get you to and from places. Um, and, a, and a Toyota can do that. Um, and also a Tesla can do that. Uh, a want is something where it maybe becomes more of a, a lifestyle choice or something that ranks high in your area of importance. So you've decided you're going to overspend on a few things in life and having a nice car is something that you, you want. And then there's some areas where it kind of blurs the line. So as a, as a financial advisor, if I'm driving around in a 2001 beat-up Toyota Tercel because in my mind it's important for me to save money, I don't really value car purchases, I'm going to put my money in other places, but I park next to a client and they get, see me getting out of this, uh, we'll call it a crappy car, their mindset might be that I'm not doing so well in my life or I, I can't be a good advisor if I can't even afford a nice car. Um, so if you have a, a, a career or work that is more client-facing or there's a, a need to have a, a certain uh, reputation, um, you, know, you might have to buy a nicer car. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be the most expensive, but it might have to be uh, more of a, a luxury or premium car because that's part of the expectations in your field or your industry. So you've kind of now, you've identified it as a need or a want. And a, now we move on to step two. And step two is, can I afford it? And when we talk about affording the car, obviously there's the payment and the purchase price, uh, but there's also some hidden things I, I wanna make sure we talk about. So. You know, can you afford the new car? So if that new uh, want car has a monthly payment of eight or $900 a month for the next five years, you might be able to justify it. Say, so, yeah, you know what, we can afford it. We've got a pay raise at work, things are going okay. Um, you know, we were paying 500 for the old car, so it's really only a difference of 400 a month. And you know, I'll drive it for a bunch of years after it's paid off. So, you know, we can, we can afford it. Um, you know, if that monthly payment starts causing you to have to save less in other places, you know, for college or for retirement, that may be something that you really can't afford. Um, so, but, you know, you can kind of make a good budget decision based on your overall cash flow and how much is going towards cars and, you know, how that's going to help you. Um, some of the hidden things you have to be aware of is that you buy that nicer car, what's likely to happen is your insurance premiums are going to go up. And whether you buy a new Camry or a new Tesla, if you're in a state that has an excise tax on cars, now all of a sudden your excise tax is going to go up because you're now driving a brand new vehicle. Um, so that's you know little things that you know you you, you spent fifty or sixty thousand on the car, and then all of a sudden you're getting an extra bill for fifteen hundred dollars a year for a couple of years for excise tax that you you kind of weren't thinking about. Um, this, the next area is kind of repairs and and parts. So. Nicer cars, you know, they usually come with some type of couple years worth of free service or, uh, you know, coverage, but those don't include tires. You know, they don't include some of the more expensive parts over time as they break. And nicer cars tend to have more valuable uh, pieces. So when it comes time to do a repair in year three, four, five, those repair costs or replacement parts can get more expensive or the fender bender or the popped uh, tire can kind of set you back a little bit more. Um, 
The final kind of hidden expense is I'm going to call it replacement value and also envy cost. So if you've decided to upgrade from the Toyota to the Tesla and five years down the road, it's time to get a new car, it's really hard to go back to the Toyota. So once you kind of make that upgrade, you tend to stay in that upgrade for the rest of your life, which means a higher car cost for the remainder of your life. The other thing you have to factor in is if you and your spouse or significant other are both driving Toyota Camrys and you go get a Tesla, when it comes time for partner's car to be replaced, it's going to be a real tough discussion to say, you know what, well, I got the Tesla, so you got to stay in the Camry or you got to stay in the Toyota. Um, they're also going to want a Tesla. So you have to think about, you know, if we're going to get one luxury car, uh, you know, can we afford two or is there going to be that, uh, you know, time where you have to give your car up to the spouse so they get a turn to drive the nice car and you go back to the Toyota. So, you know, can I afford it? You know, it's not always just a, a, the extra $300 a month. There's all these other things you want to consider. Um, and then the, the, the third area is, is, is this the right time? So we talked a little about competitive shopping and, you know, you know when's the, the right time to make that decision. So if you need the car and everything's breaking down, you're going to the dealership, you're walking home with that weekend with a car, uh, whether it's a Tesla or a Toyota. But if you have a little bit of time, you might be able to look at some competitive shopping options, you know, do your due diligence on car loans versus buying in cash. You might decide to do a lease option depending on what your needs are for uh, you know, work or travel or, or what have you. So uh, you know, understanding the timeline of when you need to buy that car is important. Because um, as I said earlier, there's people that are marketing in the auto industry that have a good sense of how to increase the urgency that you buy now. Uh, and there's always a new deal that's coming out that you, know, you kind of can have that fear of missing out mentality if you don't buy at the right moment. So one of the things that we do with clients in when we're doing our annual planning is to add that as a discussion item. Say, you know, in the next one to three years, will any of your cars need to be replaced? Or will you be, have a child who's going to start driving that might need a car to be added to the family? And if there's a possibility that's a need or a want, we can then start to assess, you know, if, if they need to start putting a few extra dollars aside for that goal or where that cash flow is going to come from or whether to buy or lease based on the time frame for that car need. Ultimately, the, uh, the goal is that when they're ready to pull the trigger, they feel confident in their decisions. They're not second-guessing their ability to afford or enjoy the automobile. Uh, and they don't feel like they were forced or had to make any of these decisions in a stressful situation. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.